0: Let's talk about how this affects the rest of us. What does the damage, or or is there any damage from Brexit that now, uh, of course, will uh, go across the pond, reverberate across the pond, and affect the global economy? uh, Has it started already? Michael Veal is with us, professor with the Department of Economics McMaster University, and on the line with us now. Good afternoon, Michael. How are you today? Just fine, Scott. How are you? Good. First question, are you surprised?
1: Oh, yes, I'm very surprised. I'm always surprised when the markets are surprised. And yesterday, you could have made a great deal of money if you'd bet on Brexit or made investments which were equivalent to betting on Brexit.
0: Yeah, that's a valid point, I guess. So where do you see things moving forward? How difficult a transition is this going to be?
1: I think it's going to be very difficult. I think that, uh, as uh, Jim just mentioned, calling in, there's going to be an issue, I believe, with Scotland almost immediately. Uh, I think there are other uh, very many problems on the horizon that this creates. This is a real can of
0: worms. Do you, think, uh, do you think the U.K. realized that? Do you think they looked beyond the passion and emotion of it all?
1: I don't really think that the, the swing factor was the passion and the emotion. I, I think the swing factor was that the recovery that Britain has had in the last five years was very slow, and it left a lot of people behind. And I think that those disaffected people, particularly in the north, I think that was the, the key swing factor. And they saw a threat to their livelihoods from um, increased immigration and also from the fact that the current British government was, was in their view, not seeing their problems.
0: Uh, do you think this will lead to more abandoning, abandoning the EU?
1: I, I think it makes the EU a less attractive proposition. But... The countries that want to get in in Eastern Europe that haven't quite made it, they'll they'll all still want to come in. Uh, I don't think it will uh, change the position of, say, Sweden. Um, So I think think it won't affect the rest of the EU in that respect very
0: much. What does it mean to the rest of the world? What does it mean to world markets? Well,
1: world markets reacted negatively to it. Uh, I mean, I don't think we should exaggerate. Uh, You know, uh, Toronto Stock Exchange is down one half percent now. Uh, That's a bad day, but not a catastrophic day. Uh, if you look around the world, that's more or less typical. The drop in British stock markets isn't much greater than that. Uh, so I, think, I don't think we should worry about the world financial market's reaction too much. Uh, I think most of the impact will be within Britain.
0: So uh, are people exaggerating this? Is, is it just a bad day and not catastrophic? I mean, we've seen many of those since 2008.
1: I think it's uh, if, if people are saying that it's a catastrophic event for the rest of the world, I, I think that's wrong. Um, I don't think it's a, a good day for Britain, my own, my own view, but I do think it's a, a manageable risk for, for everybody else.
0: Where does this leave uh, countries like Canada or the United States who had businesses in the UK and were using that as a distribution hub or point uh, for the rest of Europe? Um,
1: they'll probably stay with that. I mean, one thing is, of course, that everything British has become cheaper—about um, uh, seven or eight percent. So, you know, if you were buying British pounds yesterday, you would have had to pay something like a dollar ninety Canadian. Uh, right now, it'd be something like a dollar seventy-seven Canadian. So, everything's a little bit cheaper. So, that'll be uh, attractive in that respect. Uh, but to the extent that you wanted that uh, great access to the EU, um, maybe Ireland becomes more attractive now.
0: Hmm. Uh, will there be a recovery period during this transition? When, when is this going to start to, to take traction and us really get some sort of idea of what the future will look like?
1: Well, the British will have to resolve their leadership question first, uh, with David Cameron resigning. Mm-hmm. Um, that will take some time. He has said he would resign as of October. My own guess is that that's not a sustainable position, uh, that it will happen sooner than that. And they do have this negotiation period um, uh, with the EU. Uh, They're best off now, I think, to do all these things as quickly as possible. Uh, But it's difficult because they're a divided country.
0: Uh, Many have said it is obviously in everybody's best advantage to do this uh, quickly. Could it get bogged down in the negotiation? How long can this drag out?
1: Um, I think it could get bogged down. It's supposed to happen within two years. Um, that, those are the rules. Uh, we'll we'll see. The official notice hasn't been given, but of course, with David Cameron resigning, it's it's tantamount to, to that. Uh, I think this is that's the trouble. It's uncertain, and that's one of the reasons the financial markets, particularly in Britain, don't like this. Uh, that's one of the reasons the pound is down. Uh, the uncertainty.
0: Uh, what do you think the future holds during these negotiations? Um, what will life be like after? Obviously, we can't predict this. I'm asking you to look in a crystal ball, uh, as I often do, by the way. But uh, as they're moving forward, what's the new world going to look like for them financially?
1: Well, I, I think we can exaggerate that. I mean, it's it's a it's a loss, but it's again, it's not an overwhelming loss, even within Britain. I do think that they will find that some of the things that they have become used to um, that change uh, will, will, will be something that they notice and they'll find a negative. So, for example, the travel restrictions and, and things with respect to Europe, uh, there's a tendency sometimes to concentrate on the negative things that happened in Brussels from the EU, the extra regulations they imposed, and to forget about the fact that Brussels cleared a lot of uh, other regulations out of the way, including those on the Uh, personal transport and transport of goods between countries. And so uh, those things will start to matter a little bit. Um, The real danger right now, I think, if if we're looking for something that could really hurt Britain, is that if the reaction is that London loses its uh, primary place as the financial market of the world, Mm. uh, if it becomes instead somewhere else uh, and... London loses that. I mean, that, that was a major economic driver for Britain, probably more so than any other. And that's where I think there is some concern from the British perspective. On the other hand, I'm not entirely sure who, who arises to
0: to fit in that place. That was my next question. Where would it go?
1: Well, within Europe, uh, the, a lot of fi- uh, financial transactions go through Zurich, um, but uh, Switzerland is sort of a EU member and sort of not as well, right? So they're not necessarily have that great advantage they do have they will be poised to try to make a move though um and then there's the american markets but the american markets tend to have been bogged down by increased financial regulation coming out of washington and so at the moment i think london may, may be in good position uh, i think uh, another place that will try to make a bid to get more business in the financial world will be tokyo Hmm. And of course, the Chinese markets
0: as well. How does the rest of the EU view the UK exit? Um, what, are, what are their thoughts? Oh, I think especially is, from there, a financial standpoint.
1: I, I think, if, for Sirs going to answer for him, I think there is a, a personal kind of a, a being spurned reaction. You know, yeah. why didn't you want to be a member? And they sure. had, they had felt that they had gone a long way to accommodate uh, Britain, and then still not succeeding. Uh, I think I think there will be some of that. Uh, I think from a financial perspective the uh, there will be a tendency to say well why are we dealing with th- through through London? Uh, this just adds more uncertainty um, so I think that will be something that a lot of German and French companies will think about uh, I think also and this wasn't quite to your question but since you're asking about Europe I think there is this issue that that involves the immigration policies and certainly one of the things that made it difficult for um, Britain, I think, to stay in, was the relatively open immigration policies that, uh, for example, Germany has pursued recently. But Britain feels that maybe they were eventually going to be at the back end of a new immigration flow, and that was something that they were concerned about.
0: Uh, you were talking about uh, you're talking about immigration. What about the borders? Will they become more secure now? How does that affect the uh, movement of goods? Well, Britain,
1: I think, will have to be. Uh, Extra vigilant uh, if they if they wish to preserve their borders. Most of the people who immigrated to Britain, though, were not people who came by way of um, you know sneaking into the country in some sort of right. um, you know by ship or something like that. Most of the people who came were coming by uh, landing in the airport and and uh, saying they're staying here temporarily and then and then just um, not leaving. And so. Britain will have to decide how it thinks about these issues. Uh, I suspect that that we will find that they will clamp down.
0: Uh, How do you think Mark Carney's feeling today? (laughs) Well, Mark Carney, of course, the former Bank of Canada governor who's now in the U.K. doing the same job there. Uh, Boy, uh, do you think he saw this coming?
1: Well, of course, he he went out further than would be normal for a, a governor of a central bank in terms of saying that Brexit was a bad idea. Uh, he was clearly in the remain camp and was, was not afraid to say so. Uh, obviously, however, you know, he stayed up last night, and he was uh, ready for the, the possibility. He probably didn't anticipate it any more than anyone else that, that it would go the other way. Uh, but they were nonetheless ready, uh, and they have done the things in financial markets that central banks do in these times to try to make sure that there is enough liquidity in the market, that there isn't a panic. And uh, they've done that. Uh, but I, I think that this is, this is hard because there's this traditional relationship between the Bank of England and the City of London financial markets. And one of the reasons the governor of the Bank of England is way more important than even the British economy would indicate it would, he, he would be is because this link with these very important financial markets. And so that link is threatened today because uh, the vote of the British people.
0: What tools does he have in his toolbox to, to try to keep this on an even keel?
1: Well, I heard an analyst that there was a video on the, uh, um, on the internet about this and about the things he would do and try to you know reassure markets and all these sort of standard things that governors of, of central banks do in these instances. and uh, then the sort of forward summary was he's going to lower interest rates, mm. um, and that's what the market is thinking, and that's one of why the pound is down, that what he will do if necessary is Uh, keep interest rates particularly low in Britain. They're already very low, but even lower uh, in order to make sure that uh, investment stays as strong as it can under under these circumstances.
0: Uh, We've seen, of course, uh, in times of uncertainty, people run to the U.S. dollar. Where does all this leave Canada?
1: Yeah, well, the Canadian dollar doesn't seem to have done badly against the U.S. dollar today. Uh, uh, I don't see the that short-term reaction is as strong uh, as I would have. I did notice that uh, U.S. Uh, Treasury bill rates were, were down, which is consistent with what you just said. Uh, I think the idea is that people think that the Canadian uh, central bank will go along with the U.S. central bank in this uh, and more or less keep uh, parity, or not parity, but keep the current exchange rate around where it is now. And I, so I don't think that there's much to, to learn from this about the Canadian U.S. dollar rate.
0: Will this affect you, uh, interest rates in any way?
1: Well, uh, that will probably uh, mean the Canadian interest rates will not go up yeah. uh, because U.S. rates are, are sticking down with this uh, rush to U.S.
0: Treasury bills. So as an economist, as, as a professor of economics, and you're looking at this moving forward, do you feel, how do you feel about it?
1: Well, I, I personally like to go to Britain. I uh, like the idea that the next time I go, the pound is going to be a little bit lower. Uh, but I, I do think that this is not going to be an advantageous decision for the British people going forward. Uh, I do think that uh, an isolation is, of Britain is a, is, a, is a possible outcome from this. And it is essentially a trading nation. Uh, it, it can't afford uh, to lose trade links. It, in fact, needs to increase them. And so this is a step in the wrong direction from that perspective. However, I do understand that they had issues involving regulation from Brussels and immigration issues. Uh, so it's a disappointment that those could not be resolved in a way that allowed them to keep uh, moving forward as, in terms of internationalization, in terms of being uh, a trading partner with the rest of the world, but I think unfortunately this is the way it's turned
0: out. How long before a campaign has started to reverse this?
1: I don't. I don't think so. Um, from my my reading today, I think that the uh, the this this is going to be a, a a landmark decision that is really going to affect Britain for for many years now. I think their problem is going to be, as I said, that they they may be facing a Scottish referendum. Uh, much yeah. sooner than they would have otherwise expected. Hmm. And uh, I'm not quite sure about this in the Northern Ireland situation. I'm less surprised at that, but I think that, that there is a possibility that things will change with respect to
0: Northern Ireland as well. Michael Veal has been with us, professor with the Department of Economics, at McMaster University, talking about the Brexit. Uh, Michael, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. You're welcome.